mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. We'll just pick up where we left off. Jeff in Western Montana. Thanks. Thanks for holding on. We appreciate it. Uh, we will continue on. Not, not, not a problem. I, I appreciate the kindness. And before I get to my road trip, I was just going to say that, Ann, you must either be a heck of a producer or you must have something on John that forces him to keep you on the payroll. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. I won't make you say it. I won't make you say it over the air. So no, I, I gotta be quiet. It's, it's the first one I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, thanks, Jeff. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Uh, so um, yeah, I don't know if you remember. It was back in the eighties, I think. There was a. So I'm really dating myself. There was a book called uh, Blue Highways by William Least Heat Moon. Hmm. No, don't know it. And in it, and in it, he went around the periphery of the United States. He had some personal issues that was causing him to kind of reassess his life and midlife. And uh, so he got in a van and his, with his dog and uh, drove around on the blue highways, which is what the old U.S. highways on the Rand McNally map were. They were in blue. And uh, he, he, he journaled the whole trip um, and had some really interesting stuff in it. And I had always thought up here in Montana that I would want to do the same thing up here. That what would it be like to go to the outermost mm. highway of the state, no longer exist, and just kind of chronicle, you know, mm-hmm. the journey in some way. Um, and so actually, during COVID, my wife and I got to do maybe about a quarter of that. We we live in western Montana, so we went all the way up to toward the Canadian border and then went over to the western side and went through probably one of the most remote areas in the continental United States. I mean, if I ever wanted to get rid of a body, that's where I would do it. <laughs> Nobody would ever find it up around Lake Cucanusa. Um, but I did. I went up there, and then it came all the way down the western side and across the southern part to uh, Yellowstone. We made it as far as Yellowstone. And it was really interesting. You know, I served... I lived here as a kid, and then I served away for a number of years in the Air Force. And so coming back and getting to know the state that way was really, hmm. really a, yeah, that's uh, cool. yeah. uh, an eye-opening thing. So, yeah. you know, I, I'd encourage people just to do that for road trips. You know, there's there's destinations like some of the museums and racing stuff, but you can find out a lot of interesting stuff about your state. Um, just by going around the, the edges of it, and I won't I won't tell you all the stuff. I'll just give you one story. And there was a a, a, count, a town called Montdeck on the eastern border of the United States or of uh, Montana and North Dakota. And during Prohibition, you couldn't buy liquor in North Dakota. You could buy it in Montana, but you could drink it in North Dakota if you had it. Oh, jeez. So the bar sat right on the state line, and. Folks from North Dakota would come over to the Montana side of the bar, buy their alcohol, and then go over to the North Dakota side and drink it. Oh, my word. 
unreal. <laughs> so, yeah, and so that that town pretty much no longer exists. There's a few buildings and foundations, but it's just one of the things you find out about a state when you go through it and kind of explore sure. it. Leisurely, rather than just driving. Past you know, and I've never been to the eastern part of Montana, ever. Well, we call it West Dakota. West Dakota. <laughs> but it, okay. But it, <laughs> yeah, but it has its charm. I mean, there are salt of the earth people out there, people who uh, who scratch a living. And uh, there's actually uh, one of the things that, out by Billings is a place called Pompey's Pillar, which was named by the. Uh, Lewis and Clark expedition for Sacagawea's son, um, and uh, it's you know it's one of those little known things. That's just uh, but there's all sorts of beauty out there with the rolling hills mm-hmm. and the rivers and uh, and all the stuff that people you get to see stuff from things like river trips too. There are folks coming up the Missouri could only go as far as Fort Benton, but you find out about the 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 hardship of even a steamship a steamboat ride because they had to cut cords and cords and cords of wood yeah good point just to get the, the yeah. steamboat up river and uh folks made a living selling cordwood to them uh there were places that were dangerous because there were still uh a lot of uh, native uh adversarial natives in the area um and then the uh i'll, I'll just leave you with this the first territorial govern governor of Montana, Thomas Marr was uh, died in a suspicious steamboat accident near Fort Benton. That uh, folks have never been able to prove its murder. Uh, they, some say he was drunk, but uh, yes. his life came to an untimely end there. So there's all, there's just one one instance of some of the things you can find out. Very cool, hmm. very cool. That's great, Jeff. Thanks. That's awesome. Appreciate that very much. You bet. You bet. Have a great weekend. I appreciate it very much. Steven Centennial is next. We have a line open, 303-477-5600. What's going on, Steve? We can barely hear you. Move to a uh, another part of the room or better cell service or what have you. Or I, I didn't hear anything you just said, Steve. Sorry. Let me try here. There we go. That's better. That's better. Okay. Well, it was for a moment. I tell you what, let me do this. I'm going to put you on hold. Larry, see if we can get Steve in with a better uh, cell signal there. Dennis Brewster is joining us here real quick. Dennis, thanks for filling in last week, by the way. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you had a good time because. I did. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. that's good. You need the time off every well, once I appreciate in a while. it. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, um, and, and I got to. Thank you for having me put Pam on there because now I got a honeydew list a mile long. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Good one. Yeah, that's what I've been doing all day right now. But I remembered I told you I'd call in. We had a caller call in last week um, when I was hosting the show, and his name was Donald, and he called in about a gas tank problem that he can only get 22 gallons in. He's not sure. He thought it was a 26 gallon tank. Okay. It's an 08 Tundra. And I found out what happened. How, it's very easy to find this out what size tank you have. If it has two straps, it's a 22-gallon tank. Okay. If it has three straps, it's a 26. So I hope Don's listening because we didn't get his phone number for some reason. Um, I don't know what happened there. We were trying to get his phone number, and somehow I don't know if we lost him or what, but we didn't get his phone number to call okay. him back. All right. So perfect. I just thought I'd let him know. That's yeah. perfect. You're the so man, Dennis. All- Appreciate you doing that. Yep. yep. Who's all on today? Me, Jeff, yep. and Ann's down from Minnesota. Hey, Dennis. Hey, Ann. All right. So good stuff. 
Yeah. You did a good job on Fix It Radio, too. Yeah, thank you, as always. The, uh, I, I got to listen to it Wednesday morning on our way down to Alamosa. There we go. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, you guys have a good You're day. You're the man, Dennis. Thanks. No, I appreciate it very much. Uh, by the way, lines are open. Uh, I don't know if we got our last caller, Steve, from the cell phone. So, Steve, if you get a better signal, just give us a call back. And I know somebody called him while Larry was talking to him. Call us. We'll get you all, all of you guys right back on 303-477-5600. You can also text us at 307-200-8222. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters, to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners, to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. We live in uncertain times. Energy prices are through the roof. But what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fix It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? 
The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, Drive Radio KLZ 560. All right, we were just talking about something during the break. Phil, Jim, hang tight real quick one second, because I, I had an email this week, or actually a Facebook message, that accused me of not telling the truth on my radio shows, including Drive Radio. This particular person accused me of lying when I say that old vehicles aren't as good as new vehicles. And they're not. Case in point. We were just talking through the break because Ann has a car back home that has potentially a door jam switch issue, which for years now, the door jam switches have been moved from the door jam to the door latch. Okay? So the door latch now on most modern vehicles, all of them, the door jam switch is not a door jam switch. It's a door latch switch because you can tell if the door is open just a teeny bit versus having to open it all the way like it used to be. And I will tell you back in the day, I can remember this at the dealership being in the parts department, we would literally stock 20 door jam switches at any given time because it was not uncommon to put a door jam switch in a car for a dome light staying on, wearing the battery down, car won't start, whatever. So the comment that I made when I said that old vehicles aren't as good as new vehicles, is a correct statement. You can argue with me on that one all day long if you want, but back in the day, you carried a toolkit to go from one point to another. If you were going out of the city limits, you had a fan belt, duct tape, a, a crescent wrench, a channel lock. Uh, you know, On down the line, we'd go with the things that you used to haul with you. In some cases, spark plugs and a spark plug wrench depending upon where you were going, because if you didn't, you wouldn't make it. So, yes, my statement that old cars aren't as good as new cars is a true statement, folks. Yes, it is. It amazes me that somebody would take the time to write that. Oh, my word. (laughs) You're just lying, John. That's not true. If you look at the mileage that we get out of the vehicles today... Oh, you would never oh, yeah. get that what out you of the got. old cars. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. No way, no way, shape, or form. So, yes, that is a true statement. You can argue with me on that one, but it's a true statement. Phil, you're next. I love carrying 250 pounds of extra parts. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> Thank you. Gee whiz. I mean, and, and, you know, and, and real, yeah. honestly, really quick, you know, Phil, I mean, I took a trip, not the road trip not that long ago, uh, went all the way down to Arkansas and back. And, you know, I, I'm thinking, okay, what do I need to take with me? Because back in the day, that's what we did. Okay, what kind of tools? What am I going to take? So on and so forth. On a modern vehicle, Phil, you just hop in it and go. I don't carry spare tools in my new car. I don't either. You don't need to. Well, and what are you going to fix with them? Well, thank you. You can't even (laughs) change the belt out on the highway anymore. So what are you going to haul around with you? Anyways. Oh, that's great. Anyways. So, first of all, new car show rule, Warren must call in on a biweekly basis. Yeah, there we go. go. Yes. And we don't care if he's talking about cars or what he had for breakfast. You got it. Good one. Good one, Phil. And, uh, Jeff, you enjoying retirement, or are you opening up a new shop down the street from me? No. Uh, no. I'm, You're not enjoying retirement? I, or? Well, <laughs> I'm finding I have a ton of other stuff that people want me to do. 
Oh yeah, that becomes and a problem. Ironically enough, I've I've helped a few of the shops around me that I know diagnose some stuff that really seems stupid to me, but it has totally perplexed them. So I, I you well, know, I don't know. They need people like you. Well, we thank like you. you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm uh, enjoying the hell out of my granddaughter and. Uh, I'm getting to getting reacquainted with my home shop, so. And by and well, really, by the way, Phil, what you said a moment ago about needing guys like Jeff, yes, you are correct in that by all means. Well, all right. We had a, a friend of mine had a Toyota Tundra that had been to four different shops, and they were having it where it wouldn't come out of four wheel drive, and when it did, it made a big clunk. Mm-hmm. And. Two of the shops were tire-related shops, and nobody had checked the tire pressure in the tires. And they were off enough in circumference to 20 cause a pounds. problem. Yep, yep, there you go. 20 pounds, one tire. And they're it just totally baffled, so baffled by that. I mean... So, uh, go ahead, Jeff. Well, they don't... They don't... Shops aren't changing fuel filters out. Same Toyota... Had an OEM fuel filter with 169,000 miles on it. You know, U joints on the drive shaft haven't been lubed forever. Stuff like that. I mean, it just—it's stuff that just grates on me a little bit. I see that stuff, and you know, people are paying good money. I mean, yeah, they're paying good money and getting nothing back. Yeah, agree. Well, I took a I. Bought a car from my next door neighbor, John. Remember the story? It's a Frontier pickup. Yes, yes, yes. To a tire yes, shop. Yes. That the timing belt broke, and I got it fixed for thirteen hundred dollars, and I got myself a nine thousand dollar truck. Yeah, that was a good deal, by yep. the way. It was. Yeah, that was a great. Anyway, deal. Uh, bucket list question, or bucket list for me anyway, would be restore my old seventy four F one hundred truck that I got my senior year in high school at eighty five. Okay. Um, we'll see what that happens. My just got my second son to college, so hopefully nice. maybe in the future. We can Good make job. That happen. Good job. That'd I be cool. Got out yesterday for the got out yesterday first time in four months and ran great. And the tailgate wasn't opening. Turned out it's just one of those lash clips, rod yeah. clips. Mm-hmm. Well, when it broke. I'm thinking, well, where am I going to find that at? Well, not that hard. So found that. So. I got a question about registering a car. My son went back east last summer. He took one of our cars. Uh, he's going to be moving to Texas here next month. Okay. The tags come due. It's Colorado registration. Tags come due in May. It needs emissions. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to get the car in time. Can I just go to the DMV and get a 60-day extension on that? Nope. And then I should be able to get the car? Nope. 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 Oh, man. Nope, and, you know you, and I'm not an expert on how much time has to lapse on a tag to where they will help you with that and reissue one, but it's not going to be that quickly. I can tell you that. I believe there has to be a time frame to where they'll say, okay, this car has been sitting long enough. Maybe now it's a project, and you need a temp tag to go get. And typically, they only give you like a five-day temp tag, yeah. even when that happens. It won't be a 60-day or anything along those lines. And I, I mean, I guess the question would be, Phil, if he's going to end up being there, I, I would just register it where he's going to end up. Yep. 
So sign the t- title over to him and have him register it? You can keep it in your or, name and just register it down there. That's not a problem. You don't have to change the title name. Okay. I think I'd have to sign it over no. to him so he could do that. I mean, you may have to go down and help yeah. get it registered, but you wouldn't have to put it in his name. Okay. You, I mean, it'll have a it'll have a Texas title when you do that, of course, because you're going to take yeah. your Colorado title oh, okay. down with you, and it'll have a Texas title right. at that point. I believe, though, double check with Texas, not Colorado, but double check with Texas. I believe you can do all of this with a, a DMV power of attorney. Yeah. Okay. Or you wouldn't have to yeah, be in person. I, I think the DMV power of attorney. I think would you can do it that it. way. You can in Colorado, Phil. I don't know about Texas, though. Okay. I would think so. Yeah, it's just. I'm guessing that's pretty universal on the the power of attorney end of things, but I think you could do a DMV power of attorney and he'd be okay. And I think if the tags expire in May, you've got till end of June. Well, yeah, yeah, you have 30 days after it in every state, so that's not a problem. No, you'd be okay down there. Well, it's 30 days in Colorado, but I looked online for Texas, and it says you got five days after they expire. So does Colorado rules apply in Texas? I believe on that side of it, it would, yes. If it's licensed okay, in Colorado, so. it shouldn't come under the... But at the end, at the end of the day, as long as he's got a an address where he knows he's even going to be living, you could get all this done. Yep. And then I worry about expired tags and the apartment complex he's going yeah, to Yeah, no, I would get it done do sooner than later. Yeah, yep. I wouldn't wait. All right, and one more, one more thing. I know you. Uh, I like your topic of the day. I threw out one a while back about uh, YouTube mechanics. <laughs> favorite YouTube mechanics. You ever done that one? I never did do that one, and I and part of that is because I don't, I don't do that. So this is something I'll have to rely on you guys on because I don't, well, you're, I don't yeah, know you're anything so about that end it. of it. Both you and Jeff know all this, but I, I think you'd get a good selection of people calling in. I just wrote it down, so I, I, we can do that. Great. I, I get a Thanks good guys. chuckle out of some of that stuff. Appreciate it. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch a lot of it. Occasionally, I'll look at something somebody sends time. me. But yeah, I, yeah. No offense. I just yeah, I don't do much of that. So three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Give us a call. We'll get you right on air. Jim and Loveland, you're next. Hi, I've got a 2015 Ram 2500. Okay. It's got the 5.7 Hemi in it. Um, the truck has 18-inch rims and tires on it, which are one of the ones that are listed for the, that model truck. Mm-hmm. But according to the sticker on the door, the truck came with 17-inch tires on it and or rims. The speedometer is off by about 10%. You know, if I'm doing 65, I'm doing like 70, 71, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, can I go to... Um, a shop that does computer tuning or whatever it is and have them rectify that? Or you can buy a tuner and do it yourself. Oh, okay. It's a plug-in. It's a plug-and-play. Right. You know, there's a, there's, and I still am one where, where um, uh, it depends on, you know, how you want to do this and so on. There, there, there are just even programmers out there that will just do tire size and things like that. But I would, I like Super Chips. I think they've got some of those, some of the best products out there. I would just buy a Super Chips tuner. You can change how the speedometer, or not. You could. I mean, my brain's getting ahead of my mouth. You can change how the speedometer reads. You can change how the transmission shifts. You could even put some different power curves in it if you like. You're not going to – they'll tell you you'll save fuel economy, although it's going to be negligible on that truck because it just doesn't get good fuel economy, period. But you could play around with it some, and you for sure can adjust the speedometer. Yep. 
And okay, by the time cool. you take it in and pay somebody at today's labor rates and so on, you could buy the power programmer cheaper. Did you just have those tires put on? No, they were on the truck when I bought it. Okay. And, um, in fact, driving it home, um, the wife's following me, and she's why are you driving so fast? <laughs> and I'm like, doing the speed limit. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing something. Well, at least you noticed it, you know. She said I was close to 90. Yeah. And the way to check that, too, especially in today's with, you know, with the digital readout um, odometers and stuff that we have, you always can just go out on a highway with a mile marker and look at the odometer, which is going to be exactly the same and know exactly how far you are. Or cell phone, GPS does the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now, if you're uh, as computer adept as a dinosaur, which I'm pretty close to being, would. I'd be better to go to um, one of those tuners or programmers. It, it depends on what you're going to do with the truck, but you might just go to, dare I say it, discount, and they might just do it for you. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, I didn't right. think about that. You could, because you, if they change, they have to, they would have to, if they put a different size tire on a vehicle, they would have to be able to change that speedometer. And really, and at the end of the day, it's going to really be more of just what are you trying to accomplish yeah. when it's all said and done. If you want to not just do the calibration, but you want to do other things with it, then yeah. of course you could. It just depends yeah. on what you want to do. Now, I have a friend of mine that's a mechanic, a good one too, and he mentioned that if that is off in the computer, that the transmission is going to be shifting. That's right. Yes. At a different rate. He's too. correct. Yeah. So it's going to it's going to change the shift. I mean, honestly, not a ton, but yes, it, it will have an effect on that. Yes. So it would be wise to get it done then. Uh, you know, it just gives you the better you know gives you the better readout on on um, uh, mileage and all that kind of stuff if you know if you do it that way. So you know, and again, th- these are just options. You, you, to yep. Jeff's point, you could just have somebody even the even a Anybody with an OEM scan tool can reprogram yep. just the speedometer end of it as well. So dealer or anybody with an OEM scan tool can do that also. Okay. Now, you had also mentioned about performance chips and stuff like that. Um, you know, it would be nice to get a little bit better fuel mileage. With yeah. It. Um, and I, there's, not also, a, I, there's not a performance uh package or anything along those lines for that vehicle that's gonna you know i know those vehicles okay. very well you're just not going to find anything that gets better fuel economy sorry now okay. keep in mind you're getting better yeah. than you think because whatever it reads right now you're 10 percent better than that yeah right that's what i kind of figured with that already yes and if i may make a comment in regards to the old versus new yes the truck i had before this one was a 2001 ram um, it, when I sold it, it had um, 255,000 miles on it. In between 201 and 255,000, the stuff that I had done to that truck was stuff back in the 60s yep. that I would have done yep. between 50 and 75,000. That is correct. Yep. You're right on. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, again, yeah. I'm not trying to you know beat anybody up that's – you know, you know, that texts me or does whatever. And I, I just always wonder wh- why would somebody even say that? And, and the other comment this particular person said was, you know, he disagreed with me where I said at one point, and this must have been calls years ago because I don't even remember the phone call, but this person also said that 
I don't believe people build, you know, manufacturers build parts to fail. I believe they try to build the best part they can so that they don't fail. He disagrees with me. He thinks all parts have planned obsolescence built into it. I will tell you that there's different grades and qualities of parts, but no, I don't believe anybody builds a part with planned obsolescence or plant breakage built into the part. I just don't believe that. Not on the OEM. They they wouldn't stay in business, Jim, if that were the case, or Jeff. They just wouldn't be here. Exactly. In in fact, my uncle that I first worked for when I was a teenager in his frame and axle shop back in Chicago would tell me, yeah, there were times back in the 30s when you could take and go to the junkyard and buy a perfectly good car with a bad motor in it that only had 30,000 miles. That's correct. Yeah. I remember those. I grew up in those days. Yes. Continue to progress. Very true. You were spot on. Yep. Jim, thanks. Really appreciate it very much. Mike and Littleton, hang tight. We'll come right back. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck, we can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Want to keep making your 30-year payment but own in 15 years? Want to be able to access your equity for future needs and not pay for it now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. We have been showing Coloradans how to own their home in less time without changing their 30-year payment. Home values are at the highest in their history. 
Take advantage of being able to access your equity for 10, 20, 30 years without making payments now. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Worried about inflation? Everything getting too expensive? Learn how to be able to access your equity without having to refinance and pay closing costs over and over and over. Do it once and you're good for 30 years. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Tired of paying too much interest to own your home? Stop. Learn how to lower your total interest cost, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and operated since 2001, and where it's all about you is not just our motto, it's who we are. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Mike and Littleton, you're next. Thanks for holding on, sir. Hey, um, regarding your last caller, by the way, he mentioned about his tire size and the transmission shift points, but I find that what gets messed up more so is the ABS. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. Good point. Yes. Yes. Thank so you. Like yes. You are correct. Yep. Right at all. They show it real fast. You are um, correct. I own six vehicles. One of them is a uh, 17, 2017. I own two cars that are 20 years old and three that are 50 years old or slightly older. And I will tell you this, that um, those old cars are fun to drive, mm-hmm. but they they have reminded me that nostalgia <laughs> is basically the ability to forget things that stuck. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm reminded of that when I get in my old, you know, my old 60, or my 68 Buick GS that I had as a kid. I've got older ones even than that, but I remember driving that car as a kid, and it's still a points car. And, you know, back then you did points every six months and really a tune-up every six months. And to your yep. point, Mike, you hop in that car, and, you know, I, I say it this way. I have to drive that car. <laughs> my new cars, I just steer them. Yes. I don't drive anything anymore. You just steer it, and it goes. That old car, you had to drive it, Mike. Yep. Well, yeah, I, I, I would say this, that as far as the daily driver goes, performance and driving pleasure are inversely proportional. Yeah. yeah. By that, I mean you know, the higher performance the car is on a daily driver, the, 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 the less enjoyable it is. And, That's right. And as far as that, I find it way more fun on a daily basis to drive a slow car fast than drive a fast car slow. You are correct. Driving yes. a fast car slow is not much fun at all. But, uh, you know, the old cars are great and fun and everything, but we have forgotten uh, until you get into a new car and they're comfortable, the performance is insane. You look at what you get when you get an eight-speed ZF transmission on, which they're using on so many cars today. Yep. That, that thing loafs along at 80 miles an hour, and in some cars, big vehicles, you get 24 miles to a gallon. You're right. Yep. Carrying a bunch of people, and then you've got, it's comfortable, you've got heated seats, you've got heated steering wheel, and all those things. And, and, and the reasons why cars last so long are, are so obvious. Number one, overdrive. Yes. Right there. Yep. Yes. You Fuel injection and overdrive. Those two things made them last way longer than anything else. Solid state ignition. Yep. And metallurgy. Yep. Yep. And well, and I'll, oil. Mike, I'll add one thing, more thing really quick, too, on the old versus new. So even my old 04 Dodge with the Cummins, which I love that truck, 5.9 diesel, it's great. I mean, I love that truck. It's awesome. One of the, one of the best vehicles I own, period. But comfortability-wise, I can hop in my 2020 ZR2 Diesel Colorado, which they're both trucks. They're both, you know, more rough than what you would drive in a car and so on. But the difference between those two, as far as the creature comfort level goes, and there's about a 20-year difference between those two, not quite 16 years, I guess, difference between those two. But, man, in 16 years, did we come a long way or what? Yep. 
Well, I mean, if you if you read the various car magazines, every one of them, for instance, says that since 2019, the Ram has had the best interior of yep. any vehicle in the world, regardless of class. And it does. Well, I've got I've got a 74 Dodge truck <laughs> with a 40, and it and it was the adventurer, which was the premium, top of the line yep. vehicle. And it is primitive. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, that, yeah. Primitive is a, is the, is really a good way of saying it, Mike, because they yeah. they are. I mean, and I and to your point, the nostalgia, all that. I love it. It's great. It's fabulous. But no, they don't hold a candle to this new stuff. Not even close. I yeah. want to drive the old ones when I want to drive them. But if you have to drive them, they're not much fun at all. And You're I don't correct. care what. I don't care if they're domestic, imported. Yep. GMC, yep. Ford, it doesn't matter. You're <laughs> correct. They all have the same thing going for them. Thank you're you. Right. Mike, thanks. Good comment, by the way. I appreciate that. Paul, you're next, sir. Hey, how you doing, John? Good, Paul. All right. Hey, uh, I heard you talk about Superchips earlier or something. Well, yeah, we had we had, a, we had a guy that's needing to change, you know, speedometer, uh, bigger tires got put on the vehicle and so on, and you can do that with, you know, with the right tuner, you can do that. And, you know, as you know, you can do some other things with them. I, I will be the first to tell you I'm not a huge fan of of tuners if guys are looking to get better performance and economy and so on. I, I'm not a tuner fan in that world just because I don't think they do a whole lot. But if you're trying to change speedo and do some things like that, it's a good way to do it. It's an easy way to do it, I should say. Uh, yeah, I'm the one I kept calling you up here a while back about, so I don't know how long ago. I got a 95 Z28 with a transmission that acts like it's got a blown seal, but it's not. Ah. So anyway, my, trans, um, my car is a 1.5 OBD. It's not the two or the one. It's a one um, OBD with a two interface. Okay. And... Uh, Napa uh, Auto Parts down here in Plymouth, Nebraska, and they never heard of it. They just looked at my uh, my OBD port and they said, "Oh, this is a tune." Said, no, it's not. So they put their computer to it or the little tuner, and he's always, oh, "Well, you got a bad computer." I said, "No, I don't." Right. You know, all I wanted to find out what the code was and come to find out. You, you know, you should do the same thing I recommended to a caller earlier, Paul, and that is buy a scan tool because there are, there are a dime a dozen now for those older vehicles. Buy a scan tool specifically for that vehicle and just own it. I mean, you might spend 100 150 bucks or so, but just buy a scan tool for that specific vehicle and own it. I'd love to spend 150 bucks if I could even find one. I mean, nobody even has them that I know of. Oh, they're out there. Go to, e- go to eBay, look up a tool that would work for that. You'll find them. There's plenty of those out there. Yeah, what I wanted to do is actually uh, delete the EGR and uh, air pump. That I don't think you're going to find. You're not going to find a scan tool that will do that. And I I don't know that you'll find a tuner either. That one I'm not sure about, Paul. I'll have to do some research on that one. Yeah, that's what I actually really called about. You know, if if Superjets made a tuner for something like that, if they even make one for a 1.5. Uh, that one I'd have to look up. I don't know, Paul. Good question. Okay, I just figured I'd give you a holler. No, I appreciate it. Man. No, no, great call, Paul. Thank you. I appreciate the phone call. Robert, we'll get you in before the break. Go ahead, sir. Hey, how are you? Good, Good. sir. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah, yeah I'm. Uh, I'm on a road. I'm on a road trip here. Um, found your station going through Wyoming. And I'm a car guy. I'm well, thank in the you. Collision industry. I appreciate and, it. And. Uh, <laughs> The thing about the old versus new, the cars are so safe now. Yes. I mean, yeah. unbelievably yes. built to 
protect to protect the passenger, the crumple around them. Yep. I mean, that right there is just a selling point to put your family into a new car to protect them. Yep. Um, just because of that, you know, yep. and that's the whole thing I called about. No, you know, you, and, and by, by the way, spot on. You are. You know better than anyone, but, you know, and, and by the way, there's all sorts of even videos. There's a video out there of a, of a new Impala, old Impala, head-on crash that they did a test on, or kind of a corner-to-corner crash, and everybody, for the most part, everybody's seen that video, and what happens in the old car versus the new car, Robert, proves your point. Exactly. You know, even the guys, you build these hot rods, and you see these hot rod shows, they're building these cars, but they're not engineered to protect the. They the, are not. You know, the, the people yep. in the car. Oh, you just you brought up something you you yeah. brought up something that I want to talk about when I come back, Robert. So stay tuned. I got something else I want to okay. chat about that bugs me. So stay tuned. All right, thank you, Robert. I thanks, it. I appreciate thank it. I'm going to talk about it when I come back. I'll be back and talk about it. Had to do with what I was doing on vacation. I'll be right back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa. Get the good stuff. In these difficult times, Arvada West Auto and Truck is geared up servicing and maintaining their customers' vehicles. Throughout the COVID disruption, they still manage to keep their staff busy every day. As a reminder, Arvada West Auto and Truck specializes in electrical, climate control, brakes, tune-ups, emission failures, exhaust, steering, suspension, drivability issues, and maintenance services. Come visit or call Arvada West Auto and Truck. 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. 
You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a Novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the Novus link that's Novus Autoglass a proud sponsor of Drive Radio All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. I'll make this as quick as I can. Might even come and do a full show on this at some point and get you guys' opinions. But while on vacation, yeah, there's always some time to kill, you know, because you're, you're on vacation. So I'm flipping channels, and I don't know. And, and I don't watch this show regularly because I hate it. But Discovery Channel Street Outlaws. I start watching a few episodes. And why do I hate the show? Because I think it promotes illegal drag racing which i am totally against because the whole show started back in the day these guys would go out find an old road you know kind of this you know outside of town thing oklahoma you know area basically is where this thing kind of started from and they would go out and literally race and then discovery channel you know gets a hold of it and you know they start promoting it and pretty soon it's now not as outlawish quote unquote as it may seem because they they section some parts off of town, and the towns usually even invite them in. Anyway, long story short, I'm watching it, and I still don't like what they do because I still think it promotes the wrong thing. It's not sanctioned events through, like, NHRA, which has high safety standards and all these sorts of things. These guys are raced in the dark. They use a stupid flashlight to start the race. Nothing is fair. It's the biggest bunch of hype and unrealistic things that go on as there could be. I absolutely despise the show, but here's another reason why I despise it. I'm watching it, and there's this huge wreck. Maybe you guys have seen the, the episode. And somebody almost ends up dead out of this deal. And I'm thinking to myself, this is what Discovery Channel is promoting when it comes to racing and telling every young kid out there they should go and do. Going back to the point Robert made a moment ago about all these guys that build these cars, these old cars, that really aren't safe. Well, these guys are even in the racing world, and in my opinion, not building cars that are actually solid and safe. And yes, I can go through and handpick the things out by looking at the car even from just the camera view that aren't safe. It's crap, but yet that's the stuff you see on quote-unquote reality tv in it and i just despise it leo you're up sir go ahead leo yes Hi, this is leo go, there? yeah go ahead sir yeah i have a 2007 uh toyota camry uh v6 it gets uh, 18 miles to gallon uh, is there something i can do to get better gas mileage that's than that? yeah that is not good that car should get much better than that something's not right I would have, again, this is one of those where we've talked throughout the show. Somebody with a full scan tool needs to look at that vehicle, the inputs, what's going on, what's happening. Is it got some things on it that just aren't working correctly? Are the O2 sensors lazy? Is the catalytic converter not functioning properly? And that's affecting some of what we're talking about. There are all sorts of things that can be causing low fuel economy. And despite what a lot of ads out there may tell you, no, it's not a dirty air filter. 
Yeah, you're right. Okay. Okay. So that one just needs yeah. checked out thoroughly to find out what's going on, Leo. All right. I'll get that done. All right, sir. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, folks, that's another one I hate. Dirty air filters do not affect fuel economy in a negative way. If anything, it actually helps it. Not telling you to run around with a dirty air filter, but all these ads that say, yeah, change your air filter, improve, improve your fuel economy. No, it won't. Patrick, you're up. I have a uh, O2 extend a van uh, with a 454 in it, and that engine quit me. Okay. We use it to deliver furniture. Okay. And I'm thinking about putting a diesel engine under it from a wreck. A lot Which of work. Diesel would you put in there? Well, you can do that in that case. I mean, on an O2, I mean, Chevy. as far as swapping things over, take your pick. You can do whatever you want to do. Uh, you will probably in Laporte still have to. Are you in the emissions area or not? Yes, we are. Okay, you still have to do everything to make it emissions compliant, which in that case is a dyno test and some other things. So it still has to be emissions compliant, but take your pick. I mean, that's your call on that one if you're going to do the swap. Would a would a uh, what size a diesel engine Chevy diesel would you put under it? Well, the only ones they make for that vehicle that would probably fit would be the six six Duramax. Oh yeah, big one, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Well, they don't make anything smaller other than, like, yeah. my Colorado with the four-cylinder, but that's not going to work. No, I would never get me up to Estes Park. No, no. You, the 6.6 six <laughs> would work fine. That's that's a big conversion, by the way. Yeah, someone told me the transmission won't convert. I have to put the transmission with yep. the There's a lot of work it. there. Yes, yes. That, I mean, honestly, that even if you find everything, if you can find anything used, you know, wiring harnesses, the whole nine yards, that's a 10K minimum changeover minimum probably 20 when you're done yep yeah well it's going to be a toss-up of getting a new one or yep you know you can't really get those extended vans anymore you cannot furniture in you cannot but you could literally go to gm and buy a crate engine and put in it for less money than changing it over to a diesel yep still be gas though yeah it'd still be gas yes correct (laughs) sure would be okay yep that's Thanks a big change. Info. And I know a lot of guys do that, but that that's a big undertaking. Patrick, I appreciate it. So some of the guys you see out there doing that, it's doable, but there's a lot of work in getting that done. Jeff, you're up next. Yeah, hey, how are you today? Good, sir. Thanks uh, for calling, Jeff. You're welcome. I, I was one of the ones that prompted to call today because I uh, Warren from uh, from Cheyenne called, and I was beginning to wonder where, what happened to him. Well, there you go. <laughs> right. Now you know. See, Warren? <laughs> See Warren. Yeah, see Warren. Yeah. People do care about you. Yeah, and hey, and what, I didn't get a chance. You were on vacation or something, and we took one too. We took a ski trip over to Utah, nice. up to Big Sky to see our son, who's in Bozeman, nice. and skied with him a couple of days. Had a couple of great days there, and then came down through Jackson in the old 2002 All Road, and uh, just had a really nice ride. That is awesome. Good for you. That's great, yeah. Jeff. Perfect. Yeah. Where'd you go? Hawaii. Oh, nice. Oh, well, geez. And, well, actually got <laughs> there then and, and was fortunate. Got there the day after all the COVID stuff went away, so it ended up being really nice that way. I mean, I used oh, to go man. two or three times a year and really stopped going through COVID because of all the nonsense, but it was actually right. nice to go back to that. You bet. I, well, we're looking forward to it, too. We were married there in 85 on Kauai. Nice. And used to go a lot, too, but not as much anymore. So, anyway, I just appreciate your show. It's always good to talk to you, and... Uh, hear everything that's going on thanks jeff likewise really appreciate you and just all the listeners and 
and we have really we do have some of the best listeners as ann said earlier it's like a big community and i really do appreciate each and every one of you i mean that sincerely a lot of times we'll see you guys out and about and remotes and different things that we do which we will be having some of those coming up we'll let you know when those are and uh yeah but by all means we'll give you a heads up on that and uh, again question of the day today which was really great thank you all for that and, and yeah. thank you whoever suggested that i appreciate it very much question of the day was what's on your automotive bucket list and uh, uh again a lot of great comments on that today and i appreciate it very much uh one last thing and i should have said this earlier i'm not against drag racing did that for many many years raced at bandemir for many many years and i will tell you that bandemirs and and uh organizations like them raceways like them i should say racetracks like them fully support them it's great uh, they do high school drags which will be coming up over memorial day weekend if you want to get a young person involved in anything along those lines that is the place to go that's the place to introduce them yep. they can take their own car out it doesn't have to be anything even fast they can get the idea of how it works have a lot of fun it's safe it's sanctioned you know it's the best way to do things in my opinion and and i'm totally against the street outlaw end of things because those knuckleheads even though they're fast and they and i'll get i'll give some of those guys credit do they know how to make cars work and run and all of that absolutely but my problem with that whole show is everything is so uncontrolled that even the car that particularly wins a particular race you might take those same two cars up to bandamere have it actually be a sanctioned event where there's a christmas tree there where they have to leave at the same time and everything is timed and done correctly and the burnout pits are the same and the starting line is done the way it's supposed to be and everything is a lot more quote unquote equal than what it would be on street outlaws that's a true race what those knuckleheads on street outlaws are doing is for tv and tv only yep sorry the fast whatever they do and all of that, it, it, it literally is, is it, it, again, it's a made-for-TV deal. I get it. I'm fully understanding of it. And I got one more call coming in. If you put them on hold, Larry, I'll get it to it as quickly as I can. But we got to get moving along here because I got one minute left is all. So we'll get it really quickly here. So maybe, maybe not. Doesn't look like – oh, here we go. Jeff, make, we'll make it quick. we got a minute. Go ahead, sir. Hey, what's up? Yeah, I just was calling uh, – I want to agree with what you're saying on how the street outlaw it just bothers me. I'm a IMCA front wheel drive sport compact dirt oval racer. Okay. And I feel like I'm the only one in Denver that has this car, but I know a ton of people. You know, I've heard, you know these people that get involved with this the street racing. Denver has a huge street racing, scene, and, and it's you know a problem, I mean? it Jeff. Terrible. It is a huge problem. Oh, it shouldn't awful. be going on. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and we got two guys in an actual class that you know we need. Denver used to have a big oval track scene, you know, back when my dad ran. Right. So I just wish people would start going to the oval tracks and looking away from that because it is that that, that illegal street racing. So yep. It's just our voice garbage. You yep. got it. Jeff, thanks. No, I appreciate that. I'm glad I'm not the only one out there that feels that way. I could almost really dedicate a whole show uh, talking about that and giving plugs where plugs are due. You know, the, the Colorado National Speedway and Bandemir and Pikes Peak and all these different places where you can actually go and really race. But on the drag racing scene, it's really easy. Just go up to Bandemir. They got a lot of open nights where you can just run your – even your stock car has to pass tech. That's what that's the whole idea. It has to be safe. But anyways, I'll talk more about that in the future. Producer Ann, thanks for joining us today. Yep. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Uh, Larry, thanks for answering phones. Charlie Grimes as well. And Jeff Kitty, thank you as well. Not a problem. Guys, have a great afternoon. Sportsman of Colorado is up next, and I'll see you Monday right here at three o'clock for Rush to Reads and have a great weekend. This is KLZ five sixty. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive radio.com. Email your questions and comments. 
Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.